Hey, welcome back to .NET Rocks. Guess who? It's Carl Franklin. And I'm Richard Campbell. And uh, we're still uh, still doing that thing. Still making a thing with the stuff. Yeah, I don't even know what number we're up to, but it's over 1,700. I know that. It's over 1,700. Yeah, that shows out in the world again. And, and uh, yeah, I guess we're getting towards the end of summer. This is coming out in September, so. Right. Are you really glad you don't have kids in school during the pandemic or what? Yeah. Now, I, I totally am. Hey, um, I've been just head down working and I've been working like all morning. And then, you know, like 20 minutes ago, my reminder went off. Boing. Hey, you got a dot in rocks. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't have a BKAF. However. Right. Um, some AppV Nexters were paying attention a lot more than I was. And they suggested something that I probably think Richard knows more about than me. Uh-oh. But uh, let's roll the crazy music and let's see. All right, dude, what do you got? Do you know about OpenAI? Yeah, sure. It's a, a G3. Yeah, it was originally started by Elon Musk, although it's it's a very independent thing now. Right, it's an open source deal. Yeah. Yeah, and so... Uh, I'm just going to read the, um, there's two things here just to introduce people to OpenAI. So OpenAI has released an API for accessing new AI models developed by OpenAI. Unlike most AI systems, which are designed for one use case, the API today provides a general purpose text in text out interface, allowing users to try it on virtually any English language task. So you can now request access in order to integrate the API into your product develop an, uh, an entirely new application or help uh, them explore the strengths and limits of the technology. So uh, Brian McKay sent me this GitHub link to awesome GPT-3. And so uh, that is that is essentially the product name, awesome-GPT-3. And I said it backwards. It's because the, the, the repo is actually awesome-GPT-3, but the title is awesome-GPT-3. I don't know. GPT-3 is Oh, yeah. Okay. So this GPT-3 thing, this is some serious AI stuff. Like, holy man. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like there's... And then it's all wrapped, right? So, right. Uh, so for app and layout tools, you have an HTML layout generator, uh creating app design from a description, a React to-do list, React component based on description. Like it's it's like a code generator. Mm -hmm. And then for search and data analysis, uh, a question answering and search engine, uh, augmenting information in tables, creating charts from a description, natural language interface to spreadsheet by generating code. <laughs> So, I mean, we've talked about this for, you know, we've always talked about code generators one form or another, but this yeah. is kind of nuts. It's a little bit nuts. Yeah. Yeah. If it works. I mean, that's if, always the question is, what will it make? Right. So, this is, uh, this is my Better Know framework, and uh, awesome. I'll, I'll have a link up there on the website. And, and okay. I have nothing, I, I didn't even know what GPT-3 was just about you know, 20 minutes ago, 30 minutes ago. It's, it's, it's a yeah, it's a technology for challenging the Turing, uh, uh, test, right? Yeah. Can I create a conversational bot so good? You're just not sure if it's human or not. Hmm. Well, anyway, thanks to, uh, Brian McKay out there, one of the AppVenex rock stars, uh, Hey Brian. And, uh, not literally a rock star, Dylan, relax. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, that's what I got. Who's talking to us today? Hey, I grabbed a comment off a show 1573 from August of 2018 when we talked to one James Montemagno about Xamarin Essentials when it was brand new. And this mm -hmm. is a little bit unfair because it's two years later and Xamarin Essentials obviously come a long way. But I thought this particular comment was really relevant and I, and I hope our guests can speak to it a little as well because some Jacob Holovsky who said, hey, good chat. Where I see the problem nowadays is Visual Studio for Mac. If Xamarin really wants to continue to rise, they got to offer a better user experience on the IDE for the Mac. The IntelliSense still works horribly. The typing experience is slow. Everything just feels like it's glued together. Sometimes the IDE just makes some strange decisions like putting generated code in the top of the file and so on. Yeah. I've experienced this myself and I hear more from some other colleagues. What I'm super hoping is that Microsoft will scratch the current rebranded Xamarin Studio and come up with something completely new that will more match the IDE experience we're getting on Windows. And, you know, first I was thinking, uh, the IDE experience on Windows could be pretty wonky too, but you know, they've done a lot of work. Uh, rewriting Studio today for the Mac is just not even conceivable, I think. It's just huge. And you'd never make it the way it's been made because yeah. Studio has layers and layers and layers of the old version stacked on top of it too. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm sure, Jacob, you it's better now. Because it's been two <laughs> years, and two years ago, Xamarin was still new into Microsoft. Today, it's much more deeply integrated. You're seeing much bigger teams work on these things. So Studio for the Mac has made a lot of progress. Yep. But uh, happy to send you a copy of Music to Code By. And if you'd like a copy of Music to Code By, write a comment on the website at .netrocks.com or on the Facebooks, because we publish every show at Facebook as well. And if you comment there and I read it on the show, we'll send you a copy of Music to Code By. And definitely follow us on Twitter. He's at Rich Campbell. I'm at Carl Franklin. Send us a tweet. Uh, we'll figure it out. We got tools now. <laughs> <laughs> even if even if it's in a completely different language, looks like we can translate it. All right. Well, uh, we have a really interesting guest today, Richard, and I'm very excited. Uh, it's Theodora Tataru. She's a student at the Institute of Technology in Carlow, Ireland. And she built an app called College Diary, which came out of a, a need, she'll tell the story, using Xamarin. Uh, in August, the app got the attention of Microsoft and Syncfusion because she used their products in the app. And they wrote an article about her application. She's here to tell us the story. Welcome, Theodora. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me, guys. Uh, I really love your show and I'm very nervous <laughs> no, about don't it. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> Yeah, we're know, just talking. We're just a couple of goofballs who like technology and we're excited to see what you've made. <laughs> well, I am very excited to show it to the world, but I'm very nervous because, uh, you know, I'm a student. I still have a lot to learn. Uh, the app might crash even if I think it's perfect. You know, after release, that things makes go you wrong. a real developer because <laughs> um, that's what we do. We crash apps <laughs> and fix them. We don't write them. We crash them and fix them. <laughs> there is only a glitch in the metrics because uh, once the application is released on both platforms, iOS and Android, uh, I need to start uh, studying for my graduate positions. So I need to put the application aside for a while. So I hope yeah. it's going to be good from the beginning. I really hope so. But, you know, and you still have to deal with the app store effect, right? Have you pushed your app into the app store yet? Uh, in the Apple, yes. And even I heard that Apple, it's like 
way worse on accepting oh, your yeah. application. They were very fast and very friendly. Now, I got very, very confused with the Android uh, a web interface. Um, I had at some point two uh, processes going on and I didn't know how to stop one. And the app is pending, I think, for like three days now. Wow. Yeah, wow. Yes. So I started with Apple because I said that's going to be the, the worst experience. And then I'm going to do the Android, which is gonna, I'm going to fly through it. And it's the other way around. Yeah. And yeah. are you an iPhone user or an Android user? I am an Android user. Uh, this was the, my first time when I used the Mac, my first time using an iPhone. I was left-handed all the time. <laughs> uh, it's just the way it is. Like just the, the, just the scroll is revert and then you don't have a right click and ah, you need to make all the settings. And yeah, it was, it was an experience, but that was the point of my project to learn everything new That's from cool. scratch mobile development xamarin microsoft <laughs> yeah the, the, i think the story is worth telling like what what prompted you to write this in the first place and i have a feeling it had to do with covid19 <laughs> well um yes as a third as a, in our third year in college we have a module for internships we have to do at least four months in a company outside in the industry and we got a grade for it so at the beginning of my third year i've been to i've been i've seen se several companies and i got accepted by a, an awesome one a company that was like on my top list and i was very yeah. happy about it now few days before the internship covid happened ireland went in lockdown and my internship was cancelled now the the worst part is that i was the only one from my class with her internship cancelled so when everything would be done and dusted and we have to apply for graduate positions i have to compete with everybody having experience so I worked hard for my college. I all the time finished every year with honors. Mm. I, I'm not the best, <laughs> but I'm good. So I said, I need to compete. Yeah. But how? So I wanted to do a project. Now, in my mind, at this stage in my life, I was thinking that a mobile app I can do from A to Z. Interface, backend, database, mm -hmm. everything. Any other project that I heard of, like websites and portfolios, they are appealing. Don't understand me wrong, but I don't really like yeah. web development. So I said, I want to dive into backend. And I said, okay, well, I have some I, Java is for Android. You can use JavaScript if you use React. I wasn't very happy about it, but I said, well, I need to start something. And I need to do it by my own. I need to to learn everything from scratch. So I'll I'll do it. At some point, when the app was already in production for mm -hmm. Android, somebody told me about yeah. Xamarin, and it felt like a new world. I mean, how cool it is to develop once for two mm -hmm. platforms? Yeah. Yes, it was really cool. So. I said, okay, I'm going with Xamarin. And then as I was researching about it, I saw that it's using C Sharp, which is so similar with Java. It's a backend language. So it kind of speaks my language and I get to get experience with what I want. So um, I started it and it was, it was hard. 
What was your dev tool? Did you use Studio or were you using VS Code? How did you approach it? Um, I went with Visual mm-hmm. Studio. I used it in college for C++ and I liked it. I think it's a really good idea, at least for Windows, mm-hmm. <laughs> like your friend said about, uh, about yep. Mac. Um, so I started it there, but I had zero knowledge about, uh, about any mobile development and C Sharp. Um, I use the non-relational database, Firebase real-time yeah. database. Uh, zero knowledge about that. But yeah, that, that was the goal. To prove yourself and put on your resume that you can learn by your own. And interesting, you would pick Firebase as the back end because you, you didn't automatically just go all Microsoft stack all the way down. <laughs> I, I wanted the free, Good first feature. of all, yeah. a free non-relational mm-hmm. database. And I got lots of, I, I found on the, on the web really good reviews yeah, about Firebase. So yeah, I gave it a chance. So it's a little bit of Google in there, a little bit of Microsoft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. cool. So, and what's the app? Tell us about it. So um, I am very organized. I have post-its <laughs> everywhere in my, in my room. <laughs> so uh, to keep my progress, I was um, having some, I was having an application, to be honest with you. It's called Caller Note. It's like a post-it for phones. Mm-hmm. So I was keeping my results there. And all the time when I was getting getting a new result, I was recalculating everything. So I got very good at it. And some of my colleagues, they said, oh, Teodora, what, what do you think? Can you do this for us <laughs> as well? So I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? So I went to the first three years with my color note application, keeping my results there. Now, when I decided to do, uh, you know, a mobile application, I didn't want to go too complex because I didn't know if I'm able to do it. And I don't want to start the project and then leave it unfinished because it's not going to help anyone and it's just going to bring frustration. So I said, look, an application to track your progress, it's pretty simple. It's not rocket science, but it's challenging enough. Mm -hmm. This seemed like an area you knew something about too. You'd already built your your own app for uh, your caller app. So now this was taking it to the next level. No, no, no. So the caller note, it's an application did oh, by I somebody okay. else. Not me. It's just something that I downloaded. Mm-hmm. I like it. It has a you know, to-do list and stuff like that. So I just use it for multiple purposes, but it's not, you know, not developed by me. <laughs> I wish. But it didn't do the thing you wanted, which was this sort of GPA management? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I, I don't know if I invented the algorithms. I'm pretty not. I did. I'm pretty sure I didn't. But I... I did it mm-hmm. on the paper. I tried it with, uh, you know, a standard calculator, see if it works with my past grades. Um, so, yeah, I I tried to architect all the code by myself as much as I could. Mm-hmm. Cool. And so how did that translate into the diary? So first, first, first of all, I was looking for, I went on Android uh, in Google Play on, mm-hmm. on the Android store, and I was looking for an app that does that and I didn't find at least it, it didn't show right. in Ireland so I found many calendar orientated apps for students which are very practical but nothing that tracks right. the progress so I said well, I mean it's not difficult add the add the continuous assessment the final exams calculate mm. the GPA 
I don't know, taking or not taking the credits of each module in consideration. That, that's mm-hmm. another thing. But it, it's not hard. And I didn't know why there's none there. Because I've seen all my colleagues, we know, pieces of paper or keeping in their in their phones their results. So obviously, would be useful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if, if I found the opportunity, I said, okay, I'm going to do it. Maybe it's really stupid, but I'm going to do it anyway. and you cited on xamarin working in studio so you've got a set of ingredients now where did you start oh i started on linkedin there is a there is a course uh, being uh i think it's called a ninja being a ninja in uh in xamarin forums wow so i did that course in uh i don't know in about a week yeah you make a news app with it but it's it's really simple everything that they use already has a template so you just change colors uh, colors here and there but um it wasn't a from scratch kind of thing in other words no it wasn't but it gives you you know some basics you can see what xamarin can do um and probably most importantly it gives you confidence that hey you know i can do this yes yes right Instant gratification. Yes, it does. And when the course is ended and you do it by yourself and it's not working, you hide under your desk. <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> I had a year like that once. No, I had five years like that once. I think I think I go through that every day. I feel like a god for half an hour and then I, I feel like an insect for the rest of yeah. the day. But no, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. definitely developing. Yeah. You're in the correct mind, Theodore, clearly. That's right. Thanks God for making that clear cuz I thought I <laughs> nope. have a problem. Yeah, it. This is the rest of your career. <laughs> I am a god. I'm a moron. <laughs> now lunch. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but do you stop for lunch when you're a god or when you're a moron? You you have to get used to stopping when you're a moron. Cuz yeah. cuz lunch helps you <laughs> yes. get back into the cycle. You come back from lunch everything like ah, oh, of course. Of course. I, I had to use alarms for my lunch. Yeah. Because I, I forgot to eat. You get so head down. Yeah. 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 I was there for five minutes in my perception. And then I was looking at the watch. It was four, four hours. So I lost weight. I really think the key to being a good developer is, you know, when, you, when you're when sort of like banging your head against the wall, just get up and go away and take 15 minutes and let your brain sort of think about it. And you might come back with a completely different take on something um i have a rubber duck it's not really a rubber duck it's my fiance <laughs> so, I have uh, one of those yes too. he, he loves the job <laughs> he loves the job as i said he's a manager in a supermarket but he knows uh, that we count from zero he knows what arrays are uh stacks cues that's great so um he he's getting there yeah, at least the, the rubber talks back and sometimes gives you ideas. Yeah, at least he knows how to smile and nod. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's really good. To be honest with you, being in such a in such a different domain, he, he understands that. I think if he would like to, he would be a great developer as well. So I'm looking at the uh, blog post here um, and it, it yeah. you said that uh, you were you had a, a, a stumbling point over binding, I guess it was. That was a foreign concept to you. I don't know if it was foreign or I didn't know how to apply yeah. it, but I remember at the beginning of the of the development, I was still getting, you know, getting worm of how I'm mm-hmm. using Xamarin. Oh God, I had days where my mind was blowing and it's 
it was hard. Now when I look back, I don't understand yeah. myself. Why did I understand it? But I don't know. It, it was just very hard. Yeah. Well, it's I can I can appreciate that. I have full memory of my learning days, which was you know last week, um, and in yeah, full <laughs> memory of of that, you know, being faced with something that seems so complex, and then you get it and you do it, and it's like ah, that was no big deal. Yeah, I remember I felt like that before when in college we did linked list after after um, two years mm -hmm. of a raise. I, I wanted to drop yeah. college. I was in that moment. I was like, what are you talking about people? This is not fair. This is not real life. And now again, I look back and I'm like, right. it wasn't hard. Or yeah, I just, yeah. I mean, I, I yell loudly about this whole, remember how much challenge you had learning it because everything, once you know, it appears easy, but I think we undermine our value when we say that it's like, look, this is worth learning. It takes some effort. Yeah. You know, I can help you. It's a lot fairer than this is easy because it wasn't. And everything is easy when you have the answers. Yeah. I was very, very lucky because, uh, I went on Facebook on a group dedicated to Xamarin developers. So I went there and I put a post. Um, I think I was very stuck with authentication from Firebase to, to implement it in, in, mm. in my project. I found a, I found a person there who lives, uh, very far from here. Um, I think now it's, uh, morning for him. Uh, his, his name is, uh, Himmel Nat. Uh, he's a senior in uh in in Xamarin and he helped me a lot. He had the patience, he had the experience and for some reason he just spent nights with me for an hour or two. He was waking up earlier and explained things to me that didn't make sense and they were upsetting me very hard. So yeah, th there are other people involved that helped me a lot. It's not purely just mm -hmm. my work. It is my main work, but I had help. I had help because, you know, why reinventing the, the wheel? Right. So if, yeah. Well, and, and we always get help. That's the normal thing. I think the only thing that happens as we do this for longer is the list of people we can reach out to gets longer. Right. So we get to know more folks. But I think it's the normalest thing in the world to get stuck on something and say, walk through this with me and, and, and find a way to, to get it fixed up. Yes, it's important to have help and it's important to be okay with yourself to ask her for help that that's a, a big milestone yeah i think that's the most important thing not not to hold back right when you to reach out for folks to, to get help and so that's a superpower all by itself because lots of people would rather just thrash around for hours rather than just reach a different source yes you know the app looks really nice do you, i mean i'm looking at the blog post it's a beautiful um do, do you have any background in design anything i mean it it looks really nice <laughs> designing my room <laughs> i'm joking uh thank you no as i said i i'm not really attracted to front end uh i like back end i like logic and processing so even in college we had projects where we had to do mm -hmm. ui stuff um, I cheat all the time i'm going online and find someone's open source work and uh. That's tweak not it cheating. a little bit <laughs> now eh, yeah when you're learning maybe it's a little bit of cheating <laughs> no i don't think so i think that's that's how you learn and we we reuse 
other people's uh, code and components and, you know, magic all the time. Yes, that's yeah. that's very true. And I really need to say thank you to all the to all the good developers that they keep their projects mm -hmm. op open source. It's it's amazing. So um, I found Syncfusion. I found it very early, but as I was reading to their website, they have really big fees, yeah, really big ones. And when I say that, I think it's about over a thousand a month. Now. Somebody from the Facebook group told me that there is a community license that I yeah. didn't know about. And that is for free if you are an individual. So once I got that license, my life became yeah. so easy because the calendar and all the UI, it, it's done with their tools. And it, it made my life very, very easy. They have a great documentation. I didn't have to Google absolutely anything. And it's so easy to implement. That's so easy. Cool. Yeah. And, and it definitely gave your app a yeah. look, like a sort of style to it. Yes. My app was white before. <laughs> <laughs> Completely white with a, a little blue over here and there. But once I found their their tools and their frameworks, it just made my app look mm. really, really good. And again, the documentation is just amazing. It lets you play so much with with all their libraries and and tools very cool nice and yeah so suddenly you have an aesthetic his style to the app um so work us through the workflow so you do you actually have to enter all the different classes that you're in and and different exams and things you need to do like how much information did you need to plug in to to make it do what you wanted to do so the app it's super simple um, it does two main things first of all students are able to add subjects with uh, a certain percentage for a continuous assessment and a certain percentage for a final exam. Now, again, I don't know how it's for the rest of the world, but here in Ireland, the continuous assessment means during your academic year, so basically almost for the all nine months, you have small projects and tests during the year. And that counts for the final result, a certain percent from right. 100%. So let's say I'm doing a, a programming course and I have a, I have a subject, I don't know, I'm, I'm learning C++. I have a continuous assessment of 40%. So that 40% I can, I can earn during the year and the final exam, it's gonna, it's gonna count 60%, the remaining. So when you add the subject, you add these two individual percent and then when you go into the actual subject and you get all the details there, you can add different uh, uh, continuous assessment results or one final exam. Mm -hmm. Now, the application, depending on how many subjects you have, it's going to make an average, you know, just get all the results and divide by the number of subjects you have. Now, unfortunately, the application doesn't count the credits. So, you know, each subject can have different number of credits. So, um their result counts more than others. Mm -hmm. It's it's doing it like fairly to each subject having the same number of credits. Now, the other functionality of the application is that you have a calendar and you add their different events or appointments during uh, for your academic course. And on the front page is going to tell you what events are due in the next seven days, which... I think it's very useful because it's it's nice to see okay this is this is what I have to do in the next 7 days 
these deadlines I have to meet, these tasks I have to do, these projects Mm -hmm. I have to finish. Yeah. So you get your your progress and you get a calendar that's going to, you know, show you what you what you need to focus on. So that's all my app. That's all it does. Awesome. Hey, guys, let me interrupt for just one second while we pause for this very important message. Have you ever wondered if you could be offering a faster, less buggy application experience for your customers? With Raygun Application Performance Monitoring, you've got all the information you need right at your fingertips to find and fix errors and performance problems across your tech stack down to the line of code. Raygun makes it easy to monitor the impact of your performance improvements, quickly identify and resolve issues, and see how your code performs in the hands of your customers, saving you time, money, and sanity. Visit Raygun.com and join thousands of customer-centric software teams who use Raygun every day to deliver flawless experiences for their customers. That's Raygun.com to get started on your free 14-day trial. And we're back. It's me, Carl Franklin, Richard Campbell, Theodora Tataru, who we're talking about her app. Um, we got up to the point where, you know, you were developing it. We learned how to use it. After you published it, you know, then, and I guess, uh, you know, Microsoft and Syncfusion took notice of it. Um, what What was the response in general to the app? Like, how well did it do in the store? Um, the app is on the store just three days now. I have seven wow. active users. <laughs> it, yes, I know. On Android, yeah. yeah, it is a beginning. Uh, on Android, is doing nothing because it's still impending. So um, my plan is from 1st of September to 20th of September to make a little ad on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people can, can know that the mm-hmm. app is there. Now... What I've seen from the analytics, the app crashed twice, which makes me very, very sad. And I suppose I have to work on a new release. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, it's, it's out in yeah. the wild now. People are using it. So you, they're going to do things you didn't think of, right? It's inevitable. You, humans are weird. They get up to stuff. Hopefully the, hopefully the analytics helped you find the bugs. Or will help you find the bugs. Um, at the moment, no. They just they just told me that I had mm. to crash. Um, now the reason I don't know. Um, I'm gonna start working on a new mm. release very soon after with yeah. after I finish with the graduate positions because it became a really dear project. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, you yeah. invest time in it and you fell in love, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they, and the instrumentation part, yeah. like, where did you deploy the back end for this? Or is it just all self-contained in the phone? It's all self-contained. The only the only connection is with the Firebase. Everything else happens right. in the phone. And the app, it's really small. Um, it's about 80 megabytes. Mm-hmm. For for the phones that we have today, I, I think yeah, it's really yeah, small. That's, that's fine. But the, yeah, now you get into, should you be running something like Visual Studio App Center and, and setting up like the, the, the analytics tools that will give you more details about how people are using your, your application. See, I'm, I'm learning more. <laughs> I didn't know about that. <laughs> well, it, it, the, old, the old days, what was it called? Hockey App? My, and Microsoft acquired them. And it was great yep. for just getting a few beta testers. And you could push the app out cyberly without having to go through the store. But it, it was the instrumentation that was amazing that you could see literally what people are clicking on and, and when the app crashed exactly the state it was in. 
But of course, Microsoft mm. bought it and they all got rebranded. Now you have to try and find it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm still mm -hmm. learning. Um, as I said, it made me very, very upset to have two crashes. Uh, now, okay, mo mainly the testing was done on Android. And I know iPhone, the, the physical device works very mm -hmm. differently from the from the from the android so the 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 problem might yeah. be there now the testing device that i have for iphone it's an right. iphone 5 which still has a button now the new iphones they don't yeah. have a button so that yeah, could be the problem. the problem how i'm gonna yeah how, I, how i'm gonna fix it i have did, no idea but i think that's the problem the borrowed iphone did you uh how did you do the deployment to the app store you have to borrow a a mac as well uh, I got the Mac from college, which unfortunately was mm. very old. So um, a friend of mine just bought an, a Mac, a, new, a brand new Mac with uh, OS Catalina. And she said, you know, you can have it for like two months wow. if you need it. Just, just do your generous. app and, and finish it. That's a good friend. Yeah. Wow. So I was really lucky. Yes. <laughs> have you heard of Mac in cloud? Uh, yes, I did. But I don't know why everybody advised me against it. Mm. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. I, they were just, just try, just just get the college on, on, on just call the college and right. ask for one. Trust me, a physical device is way better. Well, also more expensive, right? <laughs> I, I had used Mac and Cloud for, for deploying, uh, for building. Um, yeah. And, and that was fine. It worked fine. Okay. So next time I listen to my instinct. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you, yeah. you know, it's not. It's worth trying. Any other tools you use besides the Sync Fusion Suite? Were there things in Studio that you liked? It helps me very, very much that the ID is made very good. Like even the colors that they use, you know, for for variable names, for methods, for keywords. It's mm -hmm. so useful. Like so useful. You get used to it, and when you're searching something, you know exactly what you found, what you what you need. Now it is a little bit buggy. Yeah. Sometimes you have an error and you adjust your code and nothing happens. So you need to restart studio and then the error is not there anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. But I mean, yeah, every, every tool I think has its problems as well. Overall, I loved it. And I think I'm going to use it, use it for, uh, for my final year project. Cause I really liked it. It was really, really useful. Yeah, absolutely. It's, 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 it is something you have to get used to, though, as well. Like I'm, I'm thinking back to the comment we read earlier, complaining about Studio for the Mac, and it's like, well, the Studio for Windows has some oddities too. But if you're used to them, you don't even notice it. You know, you get that instinct. It's like I've been running Studio exactly. too long. I should just close it and open it again. Things will change when I do that. Yep, I definitely do that every day. Yeah. Well, when I use the Visual Studio on Mac now. You know, the little console that you have at the bottom on Visual Studio on Windows, that's not there in Mac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's like you have one error and I'm like, where? <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> it, it it was different. I, I got it in the end. Yeah. I did. It's just you click everywhere and in the end you you find a way. But it, it was different. And the the solution bar is on the other side and the toolbar is on the other side. I think I think Mac and Windows they're like completely different. So you need to adjust. You need to to be able to adjust to the tools mm -hmm, you have. Mm -hmm. It's it's a learning process and it's very useful. Yeah, yeah. It, does, it does take time. It's funny the assumptions you get used to making with one tool. And when you go to another tool, where is everything? Where did it all go? 
did you say Microsoft yes. and Sync Fusion reached out to you? What happened with that? So um, when my internship got canceled, I found an American mentorship called Summer of mm -hmm. Shipping that was dedicated for students in my situation with their internship canceled. And that was the place where I demoed my progress every week, which was extremely useful. Phil Lao, who was, who was the, the main mentor, the, the founder of this mentorship, he said, build mm -hmm. publicly. And I said, yeah, sure, I can do that. But after three days, I just felt like I'm a I'm a duck walking in circles because <laughs> I was kind of saying the same thing on Twitter all the time. Uh, okay, different <laughs> things, small different things, but still. So um, I didn't gain a lot of followers and I was not mm -hmm. looking for that. I was looking kind of like a, a journal of yeah. my journey with this application. And uh, for for some reason, in the same day, Syncfusion and Microsoft wrote me and they said, look, we love your idea. We love what you build. Do you want to write an article for us? Because I think I think you, you used our products and I think you like it. And I was like, yes, I want to write about this because it was really interesting. So yeah, that was cool. it. And I was so nervous. I mean, Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> It's weird when you get an email from Microsoft. It is. And it didn't feel true until I, I, I saw the article and it was like the, the logo of Microsoft and then mm -hmm. my name. And it was like, definitely, this is another person, not me. <laughs> nope. You made a thing, Theodora. That's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And, and building in public and having, a, a, you know, an open so open source mm -hmm. code and building in public and not being ashamed when you need help and when you go wrong, it helps. It feels like it's not, but it does. Mm -hmm. It does. Wow, well, you know, you you also look. You're reaching out all the time. You're talking to different people. They all have different views on this as well, and uh, they certainly can. And they're keen to learn too, right? This works both ways. Like, I'm excited to have someone like you new into the stack and having success with it. Were, were there things about Xamarin you found particularly difficult? I know you mentioned binding, but you know it's, it is an interesting way to think about building software uh, using using a language that's not native to either of those platforms. Yes, um, in developing in development, mm, well, every concept was a little bit challenging mm -hmm. at the beginning. Now to get really stuck, mm, no, maybe with the authentication API. API sorry from Firebase mm -hmm. a little bit wasn't too bad. Yeah. What was really bad was the deployment. Right. The the yeah. certs that you need and the sign in things and it it was but okay I don't know if that's is it part of the development process. Seemed, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it is especially for mobile but um seems like all that stuff that red tape is just part of the stuff you have to endure that isn't really fun but it's necessary. Yes, the the development was nice and I learned a lot. I Had you done async before? Um no, not not like this, no. Wow. So you you you, you came from a a synchronous kind of college oriented background in programming to you know fully modern like asynchronous using link and all of that stuff. 
Yes, yes. We we you know we we do projects in college like we have to build websites or we have to do a maze in you know in the con- console and you know calculators and stuff like that. But something mm. that actually some people are going to use it from from scratch and when you do projects for for college you don't you don't think too much like what happens if the user doesn't have internet why if the applic- what if the application is slow what if it's big yeah. um what if somebody deletes the whole hmm. database right. you know but when you when you when you're talking to the public and you want to have a product for like god knows who's going to use it you need to think about this stuff and these are happening just in real mm-hmm. life <laughs> yeah all, all part of mm-hmm. the problem and you're you're yeah. you're kind of at the beginning of that part now is that your app gets out into the wild and you see what different people do with it and different ways that it crashes you're going to have a whole bunch of challenges there i will and i i don't know if i'm going to do so, um, mobile development from mm-hmm. now on in my job but when I'm going to have an interview for a job with a company that I like, one of my main questions will be, can I have personal projects? Because right. it's fun and I want to do it more. Yeah, I guess it's always a question of, you know, you can always have personal projects anyway, just on your own time versus the company time too. It's just a question of what you want to work on. But this seems like a great resume piece as well. Like just anybody looking to hire you is going to look at the app that you've built. Yes, that makes me very nervous, very agitated. <laughs> it's uh, look, it, it, it is done and it's good. It's mm-hmm. not bad. Is it perfect? No. It is advanced? No. Would I have done it better with 10 years experience? Yes. But I hope it's, it's, it's good enough for my CV to get the, the job that I want. Mm-hmm. Well, and the question is, is it? good enough to spur you on to do another project and keep going um yes i you know challenges and obstacles they don't make me quit i'm I'm the opposite yeah Yeah, i i want to do more (laughs) definitely more well then it's a a raging success in my in my opinion because that's really what you know these projects are all about you start small, you get something in your head, and I've said it since the very first days of .NET Rocks. The way, the best way to learn is to pick a project that seems like it's out of reach, and go for it. And you know, you'll get there. It won't be perfect, but you know what? You, you, you did it, and you you worked through the challenge, and so now you're just setting yourself up for the next one. Bring it on. Thank you so much. <laughs> right? Thank you so much. When you guys reach yeah. me. Again, it felt like you were reaching somebody else. Like, how can these things happen to me? <laughs> so what is the perfect job for you, Theodore? What are you looking for? Well, I'm looking for a job that will, will allow me to, mm-hmm. to learn. I don't want to be to, to sit on a desk and do the same stuff every day in exactly the same fra- framework and language. And I, I want to learn. I want from 10 years from now, when I look back to see like, yes, you see, you've bloomed. That's cool. Now, I don't know how many companies, how sincere they are with that. But, you know, I do research. There are people, you know, on Glassdoor and on, on, on other platforms that they talk about their jobs. And that's very important to me to, to allow to be allowed to grow. 
right yeah no i hope the i hope the right person's out there well, that's great the right jobs out there to do uh, to <laughs> have you uh, explore what you want to do but not necessarily mobile development no i i like all software development and i would like to be back and my next uh, project personal project is to learn cloud technologies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the moment, I know what an average person knows about cloud technology. So I, I would like to learn that. And if my job is going to bring me to be, you know, in any level of cloud architecture, I will be very happy. It, it, I don't know. It sounds good. Like cloud, it's the future. Well, even if your job doesn't provide that opportunity, you know, there's still when you come home. I mean, you know, there, it doesn't end. Yeah, we, we do you, that you know, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, you'll do it anyway, yeah. right? What I mean by being allowed to grow, I mean like if you if you if you see an opportunity home and you want to go to the company and present it, will they at least listen? You know right. what mm-hmm. I mean? Don't oh, yep. you know open think outside the box, I think. Well, and it's always the balance of providing and creating the value that the company needs. Um, with the with the growth of your Absolutely. skills too, but that's a balancing act and well worth a conversation. Yes. Well, you know, if there are companies like Google out there that I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that's the right company for you, but you know, they have set aside certain hours of the day and certain days of the week for their employees to learn and explore and experiment, and that's that's forward thinking for you. And I'm, yeah, their only requirement is you've got to present it to the company too. So. But that's that's fun. We uh, <laughs> yeah. did that with Adam Kogan as well. He did that for quite a while with his organization. That folks would have their take the side yeah. projects and and show them off within the company. That's amazing. Now that that is really amazing. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So those jobs are out there, and I would also say that you know the, there are certain companies that are more interested in people like you, who aren't afraid of challenges, who will go off and research things, and who will learn. Rather than somebody who's, you know, stuck in a rut, um, you know, been writing the same code for the last 10 years kind of I, thing. I do think folks fall in love so, with projects. Like you, yeah. you get to know a project so well that that's all you really want to work on. Like I'm impressed that you're ready to move on to something else mm. and you're not so smitten with college diary that's like, I can't wait to get V2 out. Like wait till you see what I do next with it as opposed to I would like to try something new. Being right. my first project, I think I will always take care mm-hmm. of it. You know, you know what I mean? But stop here. No, absolutely not. No, I have many projects in my head. Some are still, they still sound science fiction, maybe because I have no idea where to start, but I'm going to get there. I'm really going to get there. Of course you will. Well, I hope you'll contact us when you get your next project together. We'd love to talk about it. (laughs) I'll be very happy to do it with you guys. You rock. Well, so do you. Theodora, it's been an absolute delight in talking to you today. Thanks for, uh, thanks for sharing your story with our listeners. And thank you for inviting me. And it's been a pleasure to meet you guys. I am going to follow you yeah. forever because you really make programming sound really fun. People to see that side too. <laughs> oh, shucks. <laughs> All right. Thanks again. And we'll see you next time on .NET Rocks.
.NET Rocks is brought to you by Franklin's Net and produced by Plop Studios, a full-service audio, video, and post-production facility located physically in New London, Connecticut, and, of course, in the cloud. Online at pwop.com. Visit our website at dotnetrocks.com for RSS feeds, downloads, mobile apps, comments, and access to the full archives going back to show number one, recorded in September 2002. And make sure you check out our sponsors. They keep us in business. Now go write some code. See you next time. Got a